when it comes to uh, vehicular killings in this country, be it those caused by drunk drivers or, as is the case in Humboldt, a driver who never, ever should have been behind the wheel. We just don't have a punishment that fits this crime. And we have laws on the books and judges, for whatever reason, do not deliver the sentences they are allowed to. And I get it. I get that the driver, Jaskarit Sidhu, did everything he should have after the fact. Yes, he spared the family's years of legal hell. He is remorseful. He's taken responsibility. But it doesn't fix or heal uh, what happened to those families. And if eight years for causing this kind of, of carnage is considered punishment that fits the crime, I think we've lost our way. Simply set, the bar is set too low. Lauren Honickman joining us now. He is, of course, our global news radio legal expert. And you and I are going to likely disagree, Lauren. I get where the legal community is going to come from on this issue, um, on these stories. But eight years to me for 16 lives lost, 13 destroyed, 29 families. It's not enough. Well, you know, I and and we understand that. But maybe you should start with that. The criminal codes, a maximum sentence allowed is, is 14 years, right? So he got more than half of that time. And I think maybe if you look at it that way, the Crown was looking for 10. The Crown wasn't asking for, you know, 14, was looking for 10. And her honor provided an eight-year sentence. And when you go through it, Alex, when you go through her sentence um, and you go through the reasons, the reasons why, and, and she found a lot of important things uh, when she was talking about, you know, wh- wh- how she came to. And, you know, basically uh, dangerous driving, like there was been, since the crash occurred, I mean, there's been a change to the criminal code. You can get the life sentence. But she talked about a lot of important principles to ensure public safety. And remember what she looked at. She said, sure, what you just said, an aggravating factor, yeah, 16 dead, 13 injured. Uh, she said, quote, the impact of this tragedy will reverberate across Canada for years to come. It wasn't a momentary lapse of attention. He had ample time to stop. But then she went to the mitigating factors. And I know sometimes you and I talk and I go, doesn't Alex ever want to go to mitigating factors? No. But but there are some here. And he pleaded guilty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about this all the time. You go, okay, so he pleaded. Well, yes, time, money. And what does she say? save the families the pain of the trial. That's number one. Clean driving record. Never had a driving that totally clean, no criminal record. And you know what she talked about? Wasn't using his cell. It wasn't a, it wasn't a matter. This wasn't like that type of thing. And you know, she pointed out that when she deal in sentences, to use her words, sentencing ranges aren't straight jackets. It's individualized. So, I mean, and he showed, by the way, and I think Nobody could disagree, and for whatever it's worth, a massive amount of remorse. I think he pleaded, decided to plead guilty almost right off the hop. I, I get and, all that. I get all that, and yeah. I, give him, I give him credit for that. So I'll give you credit on the mitigating factors. Let me play crown for a second, though. He admitted he did not know how to drive that truck. He admitted he should not have been driving that truck. He admitted that he did not have the paperwork. He was suspended. He shouldn't have been on the road. He did not stop. He did not put on the brakes. He got into a truck fully knowing that he didn't know what the hell he was doing. And at some point, I think people have to say, okay, you've got to take accountability. This is not a small thing. And and I go by the precedent of other sentences set. We've seen this time and time and time again. When you get into a truck, you're not driving a little car. 
It's a weapon if you don't know what you're doing. Right, but but what was the what was the finding of fact though, Alex, as to why he went through that intersection? The finding of fact of why he went. Through, I'm sorry. He was distracted by the he tarp that he didn't yeah, by tie the tarp down. On his, yeah, the tarp on his truck. Right, inexperience. Well, and know. so I say he should have gone to his boss and said, "I don't know." what I'm doing yet. And I think this speaks to a bigger picture that maybe they will address with trucking laws or teaching laws or hauling goods laws that they say you have to have, I mean, they already have laws in the books, Lauren, but clearly this is a problem because we have too many inexperienced people getting behind. I totally agree with you. And that's why Her Honor today even referred to cases before. I think they, there's some cases that are referred to these types of trucks as death machines. Sure. And, and we've seen it happen. You see it happen. We've had that unfortunate carnage on the highways right around here Mm -hmm. where, you know, somebody had just tractor trailer doesn't stop 100%. But you say to yourself right now, say to yourself now, when you look at this eight-year sentence with this guy who remorseful, all those factors that you agreed. You and and yourself, by the way, he'll be out in three. Let's be yeah, honest. Say to yourself right now, besides it being more punitive with respect to him mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe smacking him harder than he got smacked. Okay. It wasn't going to be much more. As I say, the Crown was only asking for 10 but be that as it may, I think from what happened in this case, if you want the message to get out, you don't need him to have gotten a 10-year sentence for, that, for you to then be satisfied and go, oh, good, now the industry's going to pay attention. Albeit the they would, should... you don't think so. If I knew that a crime I commit, so let's say there's a new driving law put in place that if you're caught on your cell phone and you cause an accident, you're going to go to jail for 20 years. Uh, I think a lot of people would put down their cell phone. No, not if they think and get uh, away with it. And we deal with this all the time in sentencing. It's not severity of punishment, it's certainty of punishment. So somebody, that's why, Alex, we've got this ridiculous, ridiculous, this distracting law. We had careless driving here. But anyway, how many, wasn't there some stats or something that 1,500 people over the March break got got caught with, quote, alleged distracted driving? Mm -hmm. Why? But not because the fine's not high enough, because you sit in your car, I can do that. I can do it. I'm not going to get caught. There's no ride program. I'm not going to get it. They don't realize what the police are doing. It's the certainty of punishment that will do it. And that's, that's, the, the, that's what's going to be the deterrent. So this guy getting eight years versus 10 years versus even 11 years isn't going to make the difference. But your point, though, you, one of the things that you said, and I, you and I are 100% on, is that the industry has got to take note that this case, it's not a, you don't need a stiffer sentence to say the industry should, the industry should take note all the publicity for the last year about this case and what it means ensuring that people who get in those trucks know what they're doing. You've got that now. You don't need anything more about this particular individual. He's going to jail, whether it was eight. Now, if, if you and I got on here and, and the judge said, well, I'm not going to send him to jail. Well, then maybe we'd have a different conversation. But anyway, I mean, what is, he's going to be prohibited from driving. What is it? Well, he'll be, look, he's going to be deported. Um, he's a, a permanent resident. He's not a Canadian citizen. But again, getting back to my point, I mean, look, he will be out in a third of his sentence, three years. And that, again, for the families left behind, that it, it, it's just, I think... No, I haven't heard for the family reaction. What, well, uh, some they... of them are, are willing to forgive because, frankly, you and I know it's very difficult to carry the hate, but not all should be expected to be forgiving. 
They have to live with this pain, and that's kind of who that's who I think about tonight. They have to go home. They have to be with their thoughts. And will they? And will they? Would would those families? And you say to yourself, Alex, would those families had he got the ten years the crown asked versus the eight years that her honor gave? Do you think that they're any less satisfied? They knew what they they knew what the range was going to be. They knew what was going to be happening. And and I don't disagree with you. I just think it comes down to accountability. In that situation, yes. Yeah, I mean, we're in a country that has all these laws in place, we're supposed to be better than most, and then time and time again, it's this trucking accident today, it'll be another one tomorrow, I've knocked on more doors than I care to knock on in my career of devastated families who have had loved ones killed by someone who didn't know what the hell they were doing. You know, I don't know if you heard the story overnight, 20-year-old, 19-year-old, out in two different driving things, clocking 250 kilometers on the road, they do it because they think they can. You know, and they didn't kill somebody, but... the sentences aren't stiff enough for when they're getting caught. That's my whole point. We don't have the resources to have police officers at every intersection, obviously. Just like we don't have the resources to have ride programs in every part of of the city. And and so, so, yes, people get behind the wheel and they commit these horrendous acts with these death machines because they feel... They can get away. The person who goes from A to B, knowing they're impaired, they go, I can get home. If you said impaired driving carries a life sentence mandatory now, wouldn't matter for that driver who still thinks she or she can get from A to B. Okay, well then at the very least, driving ban for life. Okay. Period. No okay. ifs, ands, or buts about it. You don't, okay. you get caught going 250 or you get caught yeah. in a truck and you don't have the paperwork. you got a driving ban for okay. life because you don't so deserve they, it. Look at that. Yeah. Alex Lorne. Agreed. 100%. <laughs> okay. Mark it down. There you go. Uh, quickly before I let you go, Jody yeah. Wilson-Raybould uh, getting her texts and emails over. Um, yes, is this gonna be the, is, Will this be the fatal blow in the story that just never ends? Oh, wow. I, I Listen, you know, I wish we had way more I time know. to talk about this. She de- She's... She's keeping this going. She doesn't want, and, and good for her. And she's saying, in the course of my testimony, you had to request me to, for me to provide further information. I'm going to send you that further information. Mo, I, you know what? I, I really, I'm, I, I'm, I'm one of those people, and I know we don't have a lot of time here. I'm one of those people who say, look, I, I've heard people say, oh, come on, Tempest in a teapot. No, I think a lot blah, of lawyers, I think, I think the legal community is saying, oh, you well, go, I'm girl. Part of the legal you know? Yeah, you go, girl. Uh, and, yeah. and I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying, no, no, no. I don't care what actually happened. It's not, it's, it's, it's the alleged cover-up, yeah. and yet that's what yeah. you got to do, and yeah. I don't, understand why they don't understand that. These are politicians. They're stupid. That's why, Lauren, you know that. (laughs) They're drunk on power. Well, there's something, like, I just don't understand that. So, so yes, you know what? When I saw that, I went, okay, good for her, and, and let's see. There's going to be another shoe dropping. Yep. Obviously, the participants want to keep this going sure. as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's a whole other trial that we will talk about, Mark Norman, that should be talked about, yes. and that has to do with this. All right, I've got to leave it on that note. Thank All right, you for joining me. Weekend. We'll talk again. We'll talk again. That is Lauren Honigman. On point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.